0: Welcome to episode number one of the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast. Since we're just getting started, if this is helpful to you, it would mean a great deal to us if you would leave a review and also share it on social media. To better know me and my heart for leadership and for you, check out our intro episode. I am married to an amazing lady, my bride, Wendy. We have four awesome kids. I pastor at Open Arms in Lincoln, have the privilege of traveling internationally, training leaders, and I am also a certified John Maxwell coach and trainer. I've had the privilege to serve as a leader for the past 30 plus years. Let me start by sharing a story my mentor shared with me years ago that still impacts me as a leader and impacts others through me as a leader. There was a teacher by the name of Miss Thompson, was a fifth grade teacher. She had a student in her class named Teddy Stollard. She loved all of her students, but she struggled when it came to Teddy That was very uncharacteristic of her, but for some reason, she struggled with him. She knew his history. In first grade, Teddy was a great student. Things were going well. But at the end of that year, his mom became sick. In second grade, uh, she became even more ill, and Teddy began to slowly fall behind in school. In third grade, his mother became sick to the point that she eventually passed away, and Teddy lost interest in school. His grades went completely down. In fourth grade, it was noted that his father had no interest in Teddy or his schooling, and Teddy had no interest in school as well. By the time he arrived in her class, uh, he had a bad attitude and he had no desire to learn. Well, one Christmas, all the kids bought gifts for their teacher, and they brought them in, and there was this one gift that was wrapped in this gaudy-looking wrapping paper, and sure enough, it was Teddy. She began to open the gifts, and she got to his, and she opened it up, and when she did, there was a rhinestone bracelet with half the rhinestones missing and a bottle of half-used cheap perfume. When the kids first saw it, they began to make noises and start to say something. Uh, Miss Thompson very quickly, realizing what's going on, grabbed the bracelet, put it on, put the perfume on, and, and said, look at this bracelet. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it amazing? And smell this perfume. Doesn't it smell so good? The students very quickly caught on, and they began to ooh, and they began to ah, and you could see Teddy's countenance completely change. At the end of the day, as the students were sitting there, the bell rang and everyone else got up to leave except Teddy. Teddy stayed in his seat and he looked up and he said, Miss Thompson, he said, my mama's bracelet really looked pretty on you and you sure smelled good in her perfume. I hope you liked my presents. And he got up and he left. When he left, Miss Thompson got up and she got down on her knees and she asked for forgiveness for how she had treated Teddy. From that day on, Teddy Stollard became a different student because Miss Thompson became a different teacher. He went on through school, had a great year. Years later, he sent her a letter that he was graduating from high school near the top of his class. And he said, "Uh, "Miss Thompson, thank you so much for believing in me. And then four years later, he sent her another letter that he was graduating from college. And uh, again, he thanked her for believing in him. Four years after that, another letter came from Teddy, and it said, Miss Thompson, I'm graduating from medical school, top of my class, and also I'm getting married, and I would love for you to sit in the place of honor where my mother would have sat if she were alive. And it was signed, thank you for believing in me, Theodore Stollard, M.D. You see, what changed the situation was, is Miss Thompson began to believe in Teddy, and because she believed in him, he began to believe in himself. In order to become the leader you were created to be, you need someone to come alongside you and believe in you. And in order to become the leader you were created to be, you need to come along someone else to come along others who know you believe in them. The purpose of this podcast is to come alongside you and help you become the leader you were created to be. You see, we're in this together, and we're better together. We're going to learn together, and we're going to grow together. I want to share with you some things that I've learned and some things that I am learning that will help you become the leader you were created to be. Today, I'm going to talk about the hardest subject when it comes to leadership, self-leadership. John Maxwell says, the hardest person to lead is yourself. Just look in the mirror. That's the hardest person to lead. When you mention self-leadership, people often ask, well, isn't that selfish? No, actually, on the contrary. You see, you cannot lead others well if you don't know how to lead yourself well. How many of you have gotten on an airplane and had the stewardess get up and begin to talk about the oxygen mask and how important it is that if something happens that you put it on yourself first so that you can help others? If we're not healthy as a leader, we can't help other people get healthy. It starts with self-leadership. I love one person's definition. They said self-leadership is the practice of intentionally leading yourself, influencing your thinking, your feeling, and your actions toward your objective or your objectives. I'm going to share in this episode and our next episode, five characteristics of healthy self-leadership. In other words, how do we lead ourselves well so that we can lead others well? Well, it starts, number one, with self-evaluation. We have to do a self-eval. We have to be self-aware. Andy Stanley says, you won't be a leader worth following if you don't lead yourself well. Well, in order to lead ourselves well, we need to know who we are. There has to be two key words, authenticity and transparency. Authenticity is knowing who you really are and being the same person no matter where you are or who you're with. See, successful leaders work hard at self-awareness. They know who they are. They know their strengths and they know their weaknesses. The second word is transparency. Transparency is putting yourself in a place where you are vulnerable and where you're able to openly share who you are with others. What it really is, is it's keeping it real. Uh, People like to follow leaders who are real, and I want to encourage you as a leader to be authentic, to know who you are, but also to be transparent, to be willing to share who you are with others. Well, how do we do this? One of the key ways is, first of all, we establish core values. You need to decide who you are. You need to know yourself so that you can share yourself with others and help them grow in their leadership. Core values are things like, I'm a person of integrity. I'm authentic. I'm a person that's full of compassion. I want to encourage you. I'm a person that's about people helping others become better. I want to encourage you to take some time with yourself and your team and establish some core values. You see, our identity is who we are, not what we do. Too many leaders are identified by what they do at the expense of losing their identity who they are. What we do should flow out of who we are and not the other way around. And so make sure your actions represent who you are. Leading yourself well also means uh, taking accountability for your work and your life. I love this. Accountability is a willingness to own the results of your choices, your actions, your inactions, your behaviors, your thoughts, your communication and attitude. An accountable person doesn't waste time with blaming others or making excuses. How many of you have met the person who believes that everyone else is always wrong? It doesn't matter what happens. It's always somebody else's fault. Don't be that person. Don't be that leader. Take accountability and responsibility for who you are. Here are some three questions that will help us do that. Number one, what am I doing well? What am I doing well? Number two, what do I need to change or eliminate? In other words, what are some habits, some actions, some reactions, maybe even some vocabulary that I need to change or eliminate? And number three, where do I need to improve? Now, this third question is critical. Where do I need to improve? That should come out of knowing who we are and living according to who we are. So where do I need to improve? I want to I challenge you and your team to write down these areas and to choose at least one area this week where you're going to improve, which will better represent who you are. Self-leadership. Self-leadership is difficult. It starts with a self-evaluation, and that's an ongoing thing. The second thing is is a characteristic of self-leadership, healthy self-leadership, is self-esteem. And it's where the word self-efficacy comes from. Now, this is an area Every great leader has or does, either you have or you will struggle with. Who am I? Who am I that I should lead? Uh, Who am I? You know, you, you can think of all the reasons why you can't become the leader that you should become. As a leader, you have to be confident, yet not arrogant. We have to be humble, but not with a false humility. I love what Henry Ford said. He said, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Uh, Gandhi said, your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions and your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values and your values become your destiny. See, we need to work on self-leadership, our self-esteem, our self-efficacy, Uh, The term self-efficacy was first coined by psychologist Albert Bandura in 1977, a Canadian-American psychologist and professor at Stanford University. He originally proposed the concept, in his own words, as a personal judgment of how well one can execute courses of action required to deal with prospective situations. See, self efficacy is a person's particular set of beliefs that determine how well one can execute a plan of action in prospective situations. Let's put it in more simple terms. Self efficacy is a person's belief in their ability to succeed in a particular situation. Uh, Quite honestly, what it is is what they believe about themselves. Do you believe in yourself? If you as a leader don't believe in yourself, then how can we expect others to believe in us? You see, self-esteem, self-confidence, self-efficacy is the foundation of leadership. You can teach a leader to be an effective problem solver. You can become more decisive. You can become a better communicator. You can learn how to coach. You can learn how to mentor. You can learn how to hold team members accountable. Many other fundamentals of leadership. Yet without the leader first believing in himself or herself, true leadership will exist only in title. People like to work with and they admire leaders who are confident yet humble. For most of us, dealing with a confident person helps assure us that the person is also competent. Uh, Let me give you five quick tips to Build your self-esteem, to build your self-confidence, to bring you to a place of self-efficacy. Number one, celebrate successes in your life. You experience success in life. So many times, I don't know how you are, but I go from a success to what's next, and I don't take time to celebrate that success. As you celebrate that success, you will build your self-esteem and you will become a better leader Who will lead others better? Number two, study other success stories. You know, learn from them. Live vicariously through other leaders in a positive, not a negative sense, because it can go either way. Sometimes we see other people's success stories and we become jealous. Uh, Don't become that leader. Look at other people who are successful. Get to know them and their success. But let me encourage you to do this. Study their life and get to know them before they were successful and learn what they did in order to become successful. What you're going to find is, is that they applied principles of self-leadership that built their self-efficacy, which empowered them to become the leader that you see them as today. The third thing is, is reframe your thoughts. All of us experience uh, negative emotions. All of us experience Criticism. Uh, some we can learn from, other that is unmerited, don't let those negative emotions and negative thoughts manage you. You manage them. Turn self-doubt into self-confidence. Reframe your thoughts. If it comes in as a negative thought or a negative emotion, immediately take a hold of it and reframe it into a positive manner that will strengthen you as a leader so you can strengthen others as a leader as well. Number four, expect the best. If you expect the worst, you're probably going to experience it. You're going to encounter it. But if you believe and expect for the best, then you're more likely to live it and experience it. Don't go into a situation thinking about the worst thing that can happen, go into a situation expecting the best to happen and watch because you will often experience the best. The fifth thing is is surround yourself with people who believe in you and this is so critical. You must surround yourself and we'll talk about this more in future episodes, but your inner circle are critical. You become the average of the five closest people to you. You want to surround yourself with people who believe in themselves, who are confident but not cocky, who are humble but not a false humility, but also who believe in you and who want the best for you, who are willing to celebrate you. So celebrate your successes, study other people's success stories, get to know them before they were successful. Reframe your thoughts expect the best and surround yourself with people who believe in you you see self-leadership starts with self-evaluation who am i how am i doing and self-esteem or self-efficacy who do i believe i am and do i believe i can in our next episode we'll cover three more characteristics of self-leadership we are here to come alongside you and help you become the leader you were created to be. Thank you for listening to the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast. For more information or to download the leader guide for this episode, you can go to our website, larrycrawford.live. To get in touch with us, send us an email at leadership at Crawford.live